Once again, I'm going to issue a couple of assignments. The first is find out who you are. According to the TV show, Joan of Arcadia, which I recommend buying on DVD or however you get such old stuff, um, St. Augustine wrote, to know yourself is to know God. I have recently listened to the Bhagavad Gita, the uh, primary Hindu scripture, which on the issue of knowing ourselves fully agrees with St. Augustine. Telling our stories is an adventure. We might know what has happened in our past, but as we write or tell it, new insights and meanings come clear. In the process of recalling and recounting our stories, we discover our lives. As storytellers who draw on our experience, we see evidence that life isn't a random collection of events. Rather, it appears to move in accord with some larger plan that forces us to confront our fears and weaknesses. We remember strange happenings at crucial moments. Events we once saw as catastrophes now appear as blessings. Our life stories may become a foundation of our faith. In his essay, Faith and Fiction, Friedrich Biekner maintains that our faith has the same beginnings as our fiction. In, quote, the awareness of events in our lives that lead from one to the other and thereby give each other meaning. The ups and downs of the years, the dreams, the odd moment, the intuitions. The plots of our lives can also be the cornerstones of the stories we write, never mind whether we call the stories fact or fiction. Assignment 2. Ask who you are. In Tucson, my second home and writing retreat, I would wake up and walk a few blocks to Starbucks and think or make notes or whatever. In summer, I would go there about 5.30. Beginning on the walk, plenty of ideas would come. But in winter, I found myself staying up later and awakening at first light about 6.30 and finding that no or few ideas came. Then one morning I woke up at 5 because I was worried about my little Zoe in San Diego who had been sick for a few days. I walked to Starbucks at 5.30 and plenty of ideas came. So I made up my mind to go to sleep earlier because 5.30 seems my best time for ideas, at least in Tucson. If something works, go with it. One desert evening, the DJ of a classical music station told about a Finnish composer who, because he needed to support himself and his family by farming, didn't compose much compared to the composers who were privileged and could concentrate on their music. The next morning on my walk, about a half mile, I thought about yesterday's excursion to Walmart. When I passed the book section, I noticed two large inspirational collections, one in English, one in Spanish. My dark side was stricken by envy, since my adult life has been somewhat defined by the need to hold a day job while writing, as did the Finnish composer. The idea of shelf space in Walmart appealed to me. Halfway to Starbucks, I began searching for a catchy, 
general reader title that might fool corporate book buyers and Walmart shoppers into thinking my book's advice would apply not only to artists but to all humanity, which of course it does. But I could make that much clearer, slant the book more towards self-help or the spirit stopped me with a feeling I might translate as, who do you think you are? I asked out loud, okay, so who am I? You're a guy who tries to write the truth, I heard. Try to reach everybody. The effort will make you a liar. As Spanky of the Little Rascals would say, there you go. To a question implied by an aforementioned article on ChristianityToday.com, shouldn't we Christians be more inspired than other artists? I think we should. Then, I wonder, are we? I have read a fair sample of contemporary Christian books and come away discouraged because I haven't found much in the way of original insights or visions. So to the question, are we Christians more inspired than other artists, I would have to answer, I don't see any evidence that we are. Suppose I'm right, then why aren't we Christians more inspired than other artists? I'll suggest the answer might be that we write as adults who have been robbed of our unique selves and programmed by the desire to succeed in the eyes of the world, whether by the world we mean the whole society our Christian subculture, or the expectations of publishers. Too often we write what we think we are supposed to write, to get money or acclaim, or to please those we see as our audience. The problem is, when we write for such reasons, we may not allow ourselves to be ourselves. As I mentioned before, but will repeat as the truth often calls for repeating, Friedrich Nietzsche very smart fellow famously advised people to become who you are. I know a writer of contemporary mysteries with an antecedents in history. Say something happened during the Civil War that prompted a murder in 2015, Washington. When she writes a historical part, she is most engaging, but not so much with the contemporary part, because, I suspect, she has her in her mind that mystery should be written in a certain style, but she has no such preconception about the historical stories. In other words, she's more herself when writing the historical parts. We should be writing as the unique selves with the unique curiosities, unique visions, points of view, and on the unique quests we were created for. Pablo Picasso offered that all children are artists, but very few adults are. And Jesus in Matthew 18.3 said, Truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. I've often wondered, what exactly does that mean? Raymond Carver, one of the best short story writers ever, commented, Writers don't need tricks or gimmicks or even necessarily need to be the smartest fellows on the block. At the risk of appearing foolish, a writer sometimes needs to be able to just stand and gape at this thing or that, a sunset or an old shoe, in absolute and simple amazement. 
like children can. Notice in Matthew, Christ uses the verb become, become like children. To enter the kingdom of heaven or to write our best, we need to be reborn as the children we were, as ourselves, only with the wisdom to set aside the selfish parts of our natures. We need to get deprogrammed. <laughs>